Hi, welcome to the second episode of the A and B project. In this interview, I'm talking to Meredith, who is going to transfer to learn neuroscience soon, and we talked about accommodation at school, how their diagnosis changed their life, being queer, Cold War, which is their special interest, and also daily routine and stuff like that. I really hope that you would enjoy this episode as well. Recently, I have been. Depressed and suicidal, so I might sound a bit stiff or weird, but maybe it's not true. I just want to say that it's really normal to be depressed and suicidal, and it's okay to talk about these kind of things, and it's okay to struggle with things. Recently, I、um, have applied to reduce my study load again to just one course. I find it a bit easier to manage, you know, help release my、um, stress a lot. So I think there are ways to help with、um, our emotions. I just want to say that if you are also struggling, please know that you can get support. Please know that there are ways out there. Yep. So now let's get right into the interview. So I am autistic and bipolar, but I don't know like if you are autistic or bipolar or both. Okay. Um, I'm Meredith. I'm in England, and then I'm autistic but not bipolar. Okay. Cool. And I saw like on your registration form that you, if you don't eat ten grams of salt a day, you will collapse. Yeah, I have、um, really severe POTS, and unfortunately, like the main way you manage it is like consuming horrifying amounts of liquid and salt, and about that you just faint all the time, and it sucks so bad. It really sucks. Well, it's really interesting though. Okay, so may I ask you when were you diagnosed as、um, autistic? Okay, so like it's kind of complicated. Like at like twelve, I like kind of self-diagnosed off a documentary and some like like the AQ nap. But I didn't really like bother pursuing it until I was like sixteen, and like had I went to autistic burnout, and it was like really hideous. And it's like during that, it was kind of like this isn't working anymore. You need to get a formal diagnosis. So I went to Vanderbilt, and at sixteen, I was diagnosed、uh, ASD level one about cognitive or language impairment. Okay, so you're also level one as as me.、Huh? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah. For me, I I was diagnosed um when I was. Like twenty one, um, which is like kind of late, but not so late. Okay, so how has your diagnosis changed your life? I mean, I have access to accommodations, and it's just like nice to have that validation that like you are not hysterical or being a baby. Like this is legitimately、yeah. painful to you. So I think, and then like with a diagnosis, I was able to like kind of like dig myself back out of burnout and like regain like most of my neurological faculties. I mean, I still. I mean, I know where I was before burnout, but it's like way better than it was. So, like, do you have like more like accommodation at school or like and at、yeah. workplace? Yeah, I do. I have like a what's the SLP in that from school? Yeah. So for my school, we have like equitable learning plan, and and you can get like more time for quizzes, and I I don't know like, um. So if you have like group. Assignment you can do it individually that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's really 
Yeah, it's really quite helpful. I mean, for me, like, my, I have, like, extremely poor handwriting because I have such poor coordination. So yeah. I get someone to help me write and extra time to accommodate for that and just yeah. um, assign seating, which makes my life infinitely easier. Okay. So what's the most, like, um, what, what's the best thing, like, um, about your accommodation at school? I would say probably, like, the not having to write just because between the eds and the pots and this like the dyspraxia and everything else so, like in a four quarter you can make see it's just kind of like at this point it's like the amount of time it would take me to write and like do it comfortably would be i get one question done oh yeah so um do you consider having autism an identity i do i mean i feel like it's the same way as like me being queer like it's a part of who i am and it's like what well, has like some drawbacks it's not any worse than like being neurotypical well is that for the fact that neurotypicals are commented and i'm not well i, I find that like uh, so i i'm in the um, sydney autism uh adult social club and like maybe like most of the adults there are queer like they're both autistic and queer is it really common it actually is a lot of um i think about one third of what is it I'm sorry, about 47% of autistics are going to be like queer and or trans. It depends on what study you pick. So it tends to go hand in hand. And then like there's an even entire gender sense around the idea of like autism impacts who you are so fundamentally that your gender is inseparable, which is like autogender, which I sometimes use because it's like a pretty accurate representation of my identity, but also like it takes too long to explain. Yeah. So what kind of pronouns do you use? I'm um, they, them, pending oh, yeah. finding a new pronoun I like better. So um, does that mean that you're like non-binary? Yeah, I'm non-binary. Um, okay. Like my gender is like kind of a weird hodgepodge of both masculinity, femininity, and a xenogender. And yeah. it kind of is like, it really only makes sense to me, but also it brings me great joy. So I just kind of deal with it. Yeah. I know. I, I have never felt like a real girl before. Um. But I, I don't know about, like, so I use she's a, but um, I, I think I still kind of identify as a girl, but not so much. Um, yeah. Do you have any special interests? <laughs> yeah. I do. Um, Jello, uh, the Cold War, and, like, 20th century social history are my main ones. And then I have, like, ones that offshoot from that. Okay. So um, when you talk about the Cold War, is it, like, after the... The Second World War? Yeah, about, like, after the Second World War, like, the rise in communism and that, and, like, the U.S., like, absolutely losing its mind about it and everything else is, like, kind of where I am. I will go back to, like, the 1920s for some things, but for the most part, it's, like, 1950s onward is where I really, like, get happy. Okay, cool. Because I'm really interested in, in the Second World War, like, especially um, in Germany. Um, yeah. Um, so what kind of, like aspects of, of the Cold War do you like take interest in? Oh, I love the propaganda. It like makes it's like a really like I like when I was younger that like, kind of used it's like a way to like understand like how neurotypicals worked. Yeah. Which in much fact was really not a very good source material, but it was really interesting. And then exactly. like with yeah. now like with the politics and that and like gender and like how it interplayed and like do we, they like even use baby movies as propaganda at one point? It was really weird. It was a really weird time for just for everyone. And then you have mental hygiene films. It's just like 
an absolutely fascinating period in which everything was propaganda and everything was fascinating and also there was a whole bunch of weird pushes to make everything super industrialized and then you go over to like Soviet like Soviet Russia in that area and you're like you have women working outside the house you have like cafes like like cafeterias and that's like the women can work outside the house you have like abortions in various periods birth control and it's just like a completely different expression of femininity and what it means to be a woman and it's just like a really different way of looking at things and then you have like the battles between the two and it's just a fascinating subject yeah so would you say that you are a feminist yes i am feminist okay um so what does feminism mean to you like um what's what's your definition I feel like feminism at its core is basically like a fight for equity and equality for women. But like, I have very intersectional feminism because it's like it doesn't just like be like everyone's a woman. Like when one section of women rises, everyone's going to rise with it. No, it's like we need to factor in everyone's identities, and we need to like make sure we're making sure like black women are rising with us, and queer women, and like non-binary people are rising with us because they're also marginalized genders. Yeah. So about like. Equality, yeah, yeah. Okay, and um, yeah, because I am in China, so I'm, I'm kind of like、uh, curious about your take on um communism, socialism stuff. So, what what's your take on communism? I feel like as a theory, it probably could work really well, but when it's put in practice, it was a nightmare. Like, I'm not advocating for <laughs> us going back to like Soviet communism. That's no, not. Work like it had a really interesting ways of treating women, but also at the end of the day, they're oppressing a whole bunch of people. When you have Stalin doing the many things Stalin did, it's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, that didn't work. And I also don't really think even met the definition of communism. It was more like in a transitional period where it was like still state-run, when really in communism it should have been like community-led. Okay, so、um, that's your special interest, and like,、um, if you are、uh, to like. Describe a random day of your life.、Um, how would you describe it? A random day of your life. Well, like I get up in the morning, I pop everything back in, go down to breakfast,、uh, eat quickly, grab my bags, go to un- go to university. Well, now it's online, but you know, go to online university after breakfast. <laughs>、um, probably have a tea break somewhere in the middle and have lunch. Depending on what my class load is, I might have to go up for like labs at one day. Oh yeah. And then like,、um, usually I'd be like a lot more labs, but we're zooming that. That's what's online now. And then I just do work for the day, and then in the evening I catch up on Netflix and like catch up with my friends. Okay. So it's not really that much interesting. So just say that you follow a routine. Yeah, I have a pretty set routine. I mean, I eat the same thing for breakfast. I do the same things, and it's it、yeah. works for me. That's good. Whatever works for you, yeah, is good. And also, like, I'm、uh, just wondering. So, do you do labs online? For like some of them, we do in person. But like, I had a micro lab last semester, and we just did that online. It was really weird, and I don't think I learned <laughs> as much as I would in person, just because like the main point of lab is like to learn the skills, and it's like. I really don't think I learned the skills by having a robot microphone for me, but that's okay.、Um, yeah. But like, it's like, yeah, for right now it's like mostly online. Normally they would be all in person and be fun, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what what is your major? 
I'm transferring at the moment. I was biological sciences. Currently, I'm transferring over here. So I'm like going to be studying neuroscience and hopefully wow. do like um, study autistics. And like, there's a lot of really interesting links between, or, well, not interesting. It's actually kind of sad when you think about it. Like links between ASD and Elias Damos and POTS and so many gastrointestinal mm-hmm. issues and like medication resistant epilepsy. And it's just kind of like, there's something there. There's also not been like a ton, a ton of research into it. And it's kind of like most of what I know from the subject is have to like learn from our community, and it's just kind of like that's really sad when you think about it. So, do you want like to like learn more about that and like maybe like yeah, yeah, it's numbers? like yeah, I think so. I would like to because it's like I I was diagnosed with Ehlers-Danlos because I found about it from a from an autistic woman, and then I had to go and like research it all, and it's like there's apparently anything there on a subject. And it's just kind of like. Between the ways I could just express pain differently and experience it differently, everything else is just kind of like, this is really dangerous and this is really bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, okay. So um, how's your experience with education? Um, do you like school? I love school. Like, I definitely, it's not at all accessible, but it's like, I can kind of, like, I have... The ability to master it makes it easier for me. And it's just, like, I would love it if it would be more accessible. Like, I do love learning new things, but the actual structure is terrific. And Zoom hasn't been anything, has really not helped at all. Like, yeah, I do not do well trying to learn, like, anything from Zoom. Yeah, I don't like Zoom University that much either. Um, so, like, how is um, primary school or, like, um, middle, middle school, high school for you? Uh, primary school sucked because I was bullied horribly and that was sucked so much. Um, middle school, I went to this tiny IB magnet school and I did like a whole bunch of like labs and that and I had like a lot of lecture choices and it was just like, like they were really, it was actually really accessible to me since we had like, it was like, it's difficult to explain. So we had like a lot of like, because it was IB, like we we structured, they structured their class things differently and projects are different. But it has mm-hmm. like a very clear rubric and it's very clear what you need to do to get X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And we did like a lot of simulations in that, which really helped me learn. So it was actually really good for me. And in high school, it was like I transitioned out of IB to a normal high school. It was a magnet school again. It was not IB. So mm-hmm. it's back to like, like teacher rubrics. And it's just kind of like, this sucks. But then I did a lot. Um, I was in like part time, I was like in uni part time and I was in high school part time, which kind of, and uni is pretty good for me, but rubric wise. I don't like the structure because I feel like I don't learn best by just being lectured at by over an hour, but like also it's not much you can do about that on that subject. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we did that and then, I mean, AP was good for me since you had a clear rubric and it was an interesting subject. So I did AP US. Okay. Um, so uh, you mentioned Ivy. What's Ivy? I I don't really know about. That. Oh, sorry. It's International Baccalaureate. It's like a weird educational program thing. It's meant okay. to make. It's like I'm not quite sure what the purpose was. If I understanding was like meant to make you like all nicely multicultural and like appreciative of like appreciative and like very inquisitive. All it really did was be interesting. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, you mentioned about um, bullying in, in primary school. Um, yeah, um, that was fun. I don't talk about very much. I don't have many, many memories from that time for good reason. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that really sucks. Yeah, but like, yeah, I, I, I see that many people on the spectrum they also like get bullied a lot, and like, for me personally, I get bullied as well. Um, and for me, like high school is really hard. Like, they're just like teenagers are super mean, uh, and and I just I don't know, I don't like that. Um, yeah, yeah. I got really lucky. I was put in like a magnet school that's only like thirty people a grade max. And I think about four or five of us were all autistic, so it was like a weirdly, it was like a very weird situation in which I was actually like probably more protected than I would have been anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But it was like nice to be with other autistics, but also like it would have been nice to like not have to hope I was like be close to autistics just for like my sanity's sake. Yeah. So, um, like in your uni, do you have a uh, like an autistic club or something like that? We have a lunch meeting that's meant to help you socialize and like learn social skills if you want to. And it's like organized with like the therapists. Well, like we have a therapy clinic on site, so they they run it for they run it for them. Yeah. So it's all very nice. Um, okay. Yeah. So do you like make friends um through those lunch meetings? Um, most of them are engin- are guys from engineering, so like, well, they're nice, and it's like nice to talk to about autistics, we don't have a lot in common besides the neurotypes, so it's kind of like, yeah, we're friendly acquaintances, we're not. <laughs> okay. So, like, would you say that you make friends based on your, like, common interests? Yeah, like, a lot of my friends that online are autistic, or they're trans, or they're both. So it does definitely play a role, but for the most part, like most of my friends I've ever met through my sister and we just got on or I met through like a chronic illness group at this point or a yeah. trans group. So like, do you um, use like Twitter or Reddit? I'm on Twitter. I don't really, the only thing I'm on Reddit for is for a book club and then I'm on Discord a lot and that's really nice. Okay, so I I find Discord really hard to use. I just um, it's really hard to navigate for me. Um, but like, how do you find it? Is it easy for you to use? I really like Discord. It's like I like to do like more like be easier if like the threads weren't just like mountains of like comments. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm mainly on smaller servers, so it's like less bad for that. And like, yeah. it's way easier for me to communicate with somebody on by a text than it is like speaking, at least when I can't see them. Yeah. So it's really accessible for me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Get it. I like the, um, I like the one like you can um, put some emojis on, on the text. So like, you don't need to really reply to it. Like you, you can just put an emoji on, on the text. Um, oh, yeah, like, that's been great. That's been really great. Yeah. It's so like express sympathy by actually having to like spend the spoons to do it verbally. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how um how is your mental health um situation now? Um, it's a lot better now. It used to be pretty crap. It was pretty yeah. crap and then I got F and D and then it was really crap. Um and then I recovered from F and D and it's like that's crap. Now it's like really good. I did EMDR and like mindfulness therapy after my F&D 
I did CBT for my SMD, and I, like, it fixed the SMD, didn't really do much for my mental health. But for my actual mental health, like, I did EMDR, like, mindfulness therapy, and it really helped me, like, learn to cope with, like, my past trauma and move past it and process it and, like, find ways to just live what's with what's left rather than, like, being stuck in these, like, endless, like, brain loops of, like, you're a horrible person, you deserve everything that happens to you, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah, so did you have, like, um, depression and anxiety before? I never really was diagnosed with anything. I was told I had, like, a concussion anxiety, and I probably, realistically, I could probably meet the criteria for PTSD if I'm never, why not in the mood to get that assessed right now because it's just yeah. so much work. But um, I'm a lot better than I was, so I have to that. Okay, um, that's good. So, um, like, do would you say that you like your life now? Oh, I really like my life. Um, I'm really looking forward to uni. It's, my family's great. Oh. Starting my transition has been really great. Um, That's awesome. So it's just been like, it's nice. It's actually really nice. Could have done that pandemic. <laughs> yeah. So when uh, when are you going to uh, graduate? Um, right now, I'm like starting over at year one. That's because of the way my credits transferred. So I'll be done twenty twenty four, like with undergrad, hopefully twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five, depending on what I do. So I'll be done then, and then I'll like hopefully either go into PhD or like find something to do. Wow. Um, we'll see. Would be awesome. Would be awesome to be like to be like a doctor. Um, yeah, that's like so cool. Um, for me, I just want to graduate. Um. Like, right now I'm just really struggling um, because I don't like psychology that much. I want to do philosophy, but a, a, lot, a lot of people say that you, you cannot get a job with a philosophy degree, so. Yeah. No, my sister, <laughs> my sister did philosophy. I think she liked it. I was stuck in Calais. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess, um, I guess that's all. Um, if... Yeah, if you want to talk more, like maybe about your your favorite music, you can. Do you want to talk more about your mu- favorite music? Um, I really just enjoy musicals a lot. Okay. I really like Hamilton right now. Before that, it was Book of Mormon. And I was really enjoying CN, and she did uh, that horrible movie, and then it's kind of like I'm not dealing with you anymore. <laughs> well, so I love I love her. Yeah. Yeah, so I dropped from my purse. It really sucks. It's actually really good. Um, I'm not giving her money for that. Okay, cool. So I guess that's it for our interview. Thanks for listening to the podcast. In the show notes, you will find Meredith's Instagram account, which is wonderful. It's called. Sunshine and the Worm. I have checked it out. I don't have an Instagram account now, but I I still manage to check it, and it's wonderful. So you can show some support by following the Instagram account, and that would be so nice. And I think I am running out of things to say now, so that's it for now. But we will talk soon. In the meantime, please stay safe and take care of yourselves. Bye.